0: This is us, Creative Copes, a podcast. Two friends simply wanting to inform and raise awareness about mental and chronic illness. We plan to have open, frank conversation about how we are creatively coping in the bland landscape after the diagnosis. Serious discussions mixed in with some dark and most likely inappropriate humor. We want to dig deep into what works for us and what works for others. We invite you to join
1: the conversation. You may notice we have no fancy initials after our names, no MDs or PhDs indicating that we are medical professionals. This is because we are not. We are just two women who have experience with mental and physical limitations, sharing our stories, encouraging each other and everyone to be the best versions of themselves, learning from each other and you on how we can get better and exist in this world. Our views are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult medical or mental health professionals for advice based on what's best for you. Our guests' views and opinions are theirs and theirs alone. Please be advised that we also swear, so, this is your warning to proceed with caution. Our content is deep and gritty. We will not offer trigger warnings because life is a trigger and I can't handle censoring everything with a band-aid and some bubble wrap. Nita will give out those warnings as she sees fit. I just don't have the maturity to do so. So sit back, take what you can from our creative copes, be kind in the process, and join us on our journey, one shit show at a time. Hi, this is Jen. Hi, I'm Mita. And we are Creative Copes Podcast. And
0: today we're going to do an expansion packet of last episode, more or less, which is nature and ecotherapy as a coping
1: skill. It was amazing how much it piggybacked our gardening and horticultural therapy information from last week. So it was very interesting to see how the two kind of blended in together and how we can learn even more about nature and ecotherapy and some more deep dives. So as per usual, we did some more research into
0: nature and I guess we're going to try to get personal about it.
1: First off though I would like yeah. to find out how are you doing this week? Me. As we did. You're starting <laughs> with me this time. We, we are I am I'm I'm pulling a a a commando thing. I wanted to, <laughs> to catch you off sorry <gasps> how you're feeling. You're
0: taking charge. Oh my gosh,
1: I'm passing the wooden spoon to you. You are passing the wooden spoon. Actually, I don't know where that wooden spoon's been over the past week so I don't know <laughs> if I do in I need my to drawer.
0: sanitize it? <laughs> <laughs> in my kitchen drawer. Aww. Yes. How am I doing? I'm a little bit worn down energy wise, but yeah, you know, I'm hanging in there. I think nothing exciting, yeah. nothing to down spiraling so that coffee like helps a great, day.
1: a great great day a great week when like nothing is making you go into a downward spiral i'd say right. probably a po- a positive in in a lot of people's minds so that's a good thing
0: and what about you jen well um, i know how you've been feeling but how about you let everyone else know
1: i will i uh um I fought the covid and the covid one. Um I was able to uh, <laughs> stay covid free until last week and um yeah it, it it got me it it got me by the uh the throat and just grabbed on for dear life and still an hanging experience. in there. <laughs> I was equally impressed and intrigued and saddened by like how weird of a virus this actually is. I have it definitely caused some weird like body aches and pains that I've you know and when you get the flu if you have like a temperature and stuff you know how your body like is achy and it hurts yep my skin felt like i had gone into like a sauna and all my pores had opened up beautifully and then someone poured like some sort of acid in my pores and then decided to light me on oh, fire. Sh- it was very strange. <laughs> I have a
0: very vivid How imagination. delightful!
1: It and was- that was heavy on
0: sarcasm, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if it was really that sarcastic though. Like it <laughs> felt kind of like that at some points. There was I was making <laughs> deals with the devil at some points. Like, okay, if you'll please stop pouring hot acid in my body, and I will do better at life or something. I don't know. But <laughs> needless to say, it that only lasted a couple days. And now I am left with this amazing sounding voice. So I do apologize to our listeners that I sound like a uh, <clears throat> a little horse kind of... Oh God, I don't even know how I would describe what I sound like. But... Um, <laughs> I let's just say I probably sounded better. So I'm this is ASMR voice this is not at this point. So <laughs> I shall do my best and if you hear me kind of gasping for air I'm fine. It's just I get a little breathless here and there. So yeah, COVID is a uh, no joke, but I am doing well in in comparison to some people and I feel that I have uh, crossed that threshold and I'm on my way to recovery. So
0: Roger zero G, and I feel fine. Don't but, uh, you start coughing,
1: ma'am. We don't let no. you get in the vid.
0: No. Not it's just dry.
1: That's because wasn't it like negative Fahrenheit degrees up by you?
0: Yeah, a few days ago. Today is like thirty ish. It's rainy and the temperature is dropping now, so it's gonna start snowing. It's super weird. Uh, mm.
1: sorry, we had to put our air on today. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Sorry. thanks. Sorry about that. Yeah. I really needed to hear that. I know. Mm. The sunshine is the only thing that's keeping me alive at this point, I think.
0: I have high high hopes of springtime.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you. That mm. cold negative like those those temperatures the past couple of days for you guys, that was oof. It was brutal. That is brutal. Like
0: yeah, it's hard getting out of bed this time of
1: year. Even like, the even
0: dog th- is like no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, I will hold my urine until I burst. I don't Basically,
0: <laughs> basically, I actually had to throw her out of, in the backyard this morning because it was raining so hard and she hates rain. Like We hate need to it.
1: get her a proper like galoshes and I tell you what,
0: ensemble. I went out there with a big freaking umbrella and I was like hunting down so she could actually feel that it was covering her but all she did was just pee and then she ran inside I'm like this is this is ridiculous and then she became nutty so I just threw her out. I'm like you better go you better go lady (laughs) because I'm not dealing with you when you made like this and oh she came in I had to go get a towel and she was not happy
1: no and as soon as she
0: yeah, she ran straight for the fireplace and she was sitting there. She dried up and then she went into our bed and uh, burrowed into our blanket.
1: Aww. Yep. So she's just like hanging out under blankets all day? Yep. She's, yep. Okay. That's she what knows she does. What's up.
0: Yep. She's like, nope. Aww. This weather and I, nope.
1: She's like, I definitely need some Uggs. You need to buy your dog some Uggs. <laughs> she needs to be.
0: I just need to put it around her, like the whole body. in, you a, do. in a sheepskin. That I'm would be so happy. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: So, what did you learn about nature therapy?
0: We touched a lot upon the subject in the last episode when we talked about gardening, but yes. there are slightly more things about nature that we actually didn't look into. So, what is ecotherapy? That is going out into the forest and just experience nature because it helps with your mental health symptoms and it can boost overall well being. Positivepsychology.com defines it as green therapy, earth-centered therapy, and it concerns interactions with nature that contribute to healing and personal growth. At the root of eco-psychology and eco-therapy is the idea that humans and nature are intrinsically linked. We impact our environment and our environment impacts us.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was actually, um, there was an article I read on verywellmind.com, and it kind of went into the different types. There's farming related, which is Mm. just working with either crops or farm animals. There's animal assisted, which it incorporates animals into playtime, adventure, which nature activities like whitewater rafting, there's wilderness, which you can take groups of children or adults with behavior problems so on and so forth and then forest um, utilizing the five senses while walking through the forest for instance um it almost brought me back to the 54321 that i uh, utilize for my panic attacks yeah and that was um that was actually very interesting if you can utilize it in a forest related Area, So I I liked that a lot. So definitely the five senses with um, walking through the forest. I also noted that your therapy, also known as ecotherapy, as you said, it's based on the concept of using nature to help us heal. And there were other various names. I I heard you mention about green therapy. Yeah, They also call it green care, green exercise. It has powerful benefits spending time in green places, but there's also blue therapy which is being near oceans, rivers, and lakes that has a restorative effect and puts us in a good mood. The color blue represents calm and tranquility, so there's also blue therapy as far as the water goes.
0: Mm, Nice. Yeah.
1: Beautiful, beautiful.
0: Yeah, I read it. It's good for our brains to begin with. Yeah, obviously. Mm -hmm. Well, the theory is that we get mental fatigue living in cities.
1: You mean staring at a screen and, and talking on a Screens cell phone all day? just being
0: around concrete buildings and, you know, metal, steel, and all that stuff that kind of cuts us off from direct impact from nature. Uh, there's this uh, doctor, his name was is R.S. Ulrich. Mm-hmm. And he examined this psychological influence of scenes of nature on stress experienced by students and medical recovery rates, which we mentioned some last episode.
1: Yeah, wasn't Um, that in Sweden as far as like they did, they had... um In like a psychiatric, was it a psychiatric hospital? Yeah,
0: where they were noticing that the abstract art was getting distorted, whereas landscape and imagery of nature were left untouched, yes. And then I think we also mentioned that People were healing better in the hospitals when they had nature imagery surrounding them. And he was testing changes in mental states and conditions after students observed natural scenes associated with the environment. Mm-hmm. So what he noticed was that these scenes increased positive feelings of friendliness, affection, joy, and playfulness. Whereas the the non-nature-based phenomena like urban settings they resulted in another feeling. And do you know what that feeling was?
1: I'm assuming it's a negative feeling. Um, Isolation?
0: Sadness.
1: Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: And viewing urban scenes had a tendency to increase feelings of aggression and anger. But viewing nature tended to reduce those feelings. So I thought that, yeah, I thought that was very interesting because you think, um, especially here in the U.S. with all the violence in the big cities, like you think all these city people, they're just feeling the aggression living in the cities instead of being out in the nature, perhaps. Absolutely. I'm just speculating, okay, this is not science.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like it kind of is science in what we've learned versus, yes, we're not maybe scientists, but we play them on podcasts near you. I mean, it it does seem to be a common theme amongst last week and this week. You know, nature seems to reign supreme as far as it is a low cost, highly effective way to improve psychological wellness. And if that means that it's beneficial in inner cities to bring the outdoors in whether again it be like an indoor garden like we had spoke about last week or the photographs if it it, you know if it absolutely cannot be done that way then surrounding you know inner city buildings with photographs of nature then that's another positive step in the right direction
0: Dr. Ulrich, he actually measured brain activity in healthy, unstressed adults. And it demonstrated that seeing landscapes associated with nature resulted in the increased production of serotonin.
1: Well, right there again, you know, it's just, it all comes back to nature and having this decrease in anxiety, stress and depression, and then an uptick in cognitive benefits, better focus and all these positives. So there's really no argument in thinking that nature, ecotherapy, gardening, horticultural therapy, those are definitely pluses. And, you know, stepping outside of that, what do they call that? uh, Concrete jungle? Yeah. uh, You know, and it's true. You know, I think that there are definitely the studies that we've been reading about and taking notes on it definitely seems that the the concrete jungles of the world need more of the nature brought in to calm the anxieties and the stresses. It just a
0: stroll through a city park, mm-hmm. you know, beyond just spending a day hiking or in the wilderness or just small exposure to nature. And it improves the attention. It lowers your stress. It betters your mood, reduced risk of psychiatric disorders. And there's even an uptick in empathy and cooperation. So that's pretty telling too. Like we need nature in our bodies and our minds.
1: And you know me, I'm totally, anything like that is increasing empathy is like A-OK in my book. So I, that makes me so happy. <laughs>
0: I think we all need more empathy. Yeah. So there's this idea of, co-evolution did you read anything about that no it's a very interesting theory so the theory is that we as humans just like plants in, in other animal life we're evolving together with planet earth and because of this we have a connection to earth and sort of a codependency if you will mm-hmm. on what earth can provide for us and to us. So when we were starting to talk about barefoot at the end of last episode, you know how we were talking how it feels good to walk around barefoot, Mm -hmm. it got me thinking that if if it's good for us to put our hands in the soil, there must be something to the barefoot walking Mm-hmm. that we were talking about. So I looked into that and that's where the co-evolution comes in. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I found some interesting statements about it. Do I mean, tell. There, was, Do there tell. was such a long article that, you know, I just have to kind of grab some of the tidbits. Of course. But we know about grounding and earthing, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We were, Yeah, we were mentioning it with our hands in the soil. This is just, the basic of direct skin contact to the surface of the earth. So it could be any part of your body as long as it has a contact with earth. Mm -hmm. It has been found to produce measurable differences in cytokines, which are involved in the inflammatory process. And interestingly, this effect can be attributed to the earth's electrons. It's amazing. So skin contact with earth's surface facilitates the spread of electrons from the earth to the human body wow these are electrons enter the body through specific like acupuncture points if you will mm-hmm. and there are mucus membranes just under the skin that makes them come into the body that's and- amazing yeah. and the antioxidants in our bodies are made of electrons, which help neutralize free radicals and eventually fight inflammation
1: and just so you know, too, as I was just curious because i I am not familiar with cytokines, mm-hmm. all about American cancer society too. Uh, I see a lot about cancer cells and such as mm-hmm. well. so. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that probably helps a great deal with people who um, are battling cancer and the positive benefits of just laying down in the grass and, and absorbing some sunlight, maybe that way. Or feeling the effects of walking barefoot in your grass or whatever that, you know, however you're going to pick up nature through skin to skin. Is it skin to like skin?
0: Skin to, to Earth's surface. That's amazing. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying
1: this episode, fellow creative copers. If you'd like to join the conversation, have suggestions or feedback, feel free to message us on Instagram, comment on our posts, or email us at creativecopes at gmail.com. We'd love to interact with you. It
0: would also be super cool if you join the conversation by posting about your creative copes on social media. Just add the hashtags creative copes and creative copes podcast so we can find you and potentially share on our Instagram social handle.
1: Don't forget to read and subscribe to our blog, Wisdom Walks, on our website, creativecopes.wixsite.com forward slash podcast forward slash Wisdom Walks. Again, that is creativecopes.wixsite.com forward slash podcast forward slash Wisdom Walks. Don't forget to love follow share subscribe and hit the notification button wherever you can find us your continued support means the world to us and it inspires us to continue providing content please and thank you
0: A study done by James L. Arshman, Gayton Chevalier, and Richard Brown Mm -hmm. states in the abstract, now I am going to be quoting, (laughs) they are looking into the physiology that affects inflammation, immune responses, wound healing, and prevention and treatment of chronic inflammatory and autoimmune diseases Mm -hmm. just by the skin contact to earth. And ultimately, they've come up with grounding-reducing pain, and it alters the numbers of circulating neutrophils and lymphocytes and also affects various circulating chemical factors related to inflammation.
1: Which, in a very layman's way, sounds like, for instance, um, neutrophils are regarding with our white blood cells. So when our neutrophils are down, you know, we're more susceptible to infections and such. So there you go. We're raising our neutrophil levels and our white blood cells are able to better ward off infections and inflammatory units. And just by touching the earth with our hands, feet, body. And it's incredible.
0: Yeah. And in this study, There will be a link in the blog on our website. They actually show these pictures, infrared imaging, that are showing the grounding between your feet and what's happening from the earth into your body. It's crazy to see these infrared pictures and see Well, I bet it's like right up your legs and like
1: how far up. it would You know, some people would probably be like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's probably right under your feet. It's probably like halfway up your thighs at that point. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. And they did show
0: some pretty, pretty brutal pictures of wounds, too, that were healing at a much faster rate being subjected to to Earth's surface. So I would probably warn people with that link a little bit that, you know, if you push it, it, be aware of the
1: wound healing. There's some nasty wounds, oh, especially but like th- burns and stuff. But yeah. I bet they are profoundly affected in such a positive way. It with, was um, amazing to read. Yeah. Oh wow! I am excited to read about that because that's that's very interesting. It has a lot to do with the whole. Reminds me of like a yoga type that you know at one being at one with the earth, and when I'm sitting there and I'm trying to meditate and I'm in the earth doing that. Mm. I find that, you know, you can almost feel like a pull. I, it, maybe that sounds like a crazy person talking, but uh, to me, I feel like this this pull from the earth. And so yeah. that doesn't surprise me at all when you say that it's actually quite nice to hear it confirmed in all of these studies. So that's incredible.
0: Yeah, there was uh, another piece here that I wanted to quote that was super Interesting, and I thought you would get a kick out of it. Mm -hmm. So mounting evidence suggests that the Earth's negative potential can create a stable internal bioelectrical environment for the normal functioning of all body systems. Moreover, oscillations of the intensity of Earth's potential may be important for setting the biological clock's Regulating diurnal body rhythms such as cortisol.
1: Ah, (laughs) I often wonder if yeah, um, because of, you know, I'm kind of a double-edged sword. I have a physical ailment where I have a metal rod in my spine from my spinal cord accident. So I have hard stainless steel metal in my spine and then... I also have this part of me that enjoys yoga and tries to, you know, pull from the earth. It's almost like, I wonder, you know, are the two fighting each other, other, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I think of that often. And this, especially with the court and then with my anxiety, I was just telling you the other day, I mean, like why no one thought to maybe send me to a endocrinologist to have my, (laughs) I mean, I've only had this for what, 25 years now. Um, Maybe that would have been something that someone might've come up with. Like, let's have your endocrine levels checked to see if your adrenal glands are working properly and your cortisol levels aren't out of whack. But um, that's incredible that the earth and, and I do believe it because there is something very calming. I know for myself when I yeah. am as much as being outdoors for someone with agoraphobia can sound counterintuitive and it's like, oh, no, no, it's not that we're afraid of, you know, the the term agoraphobia means fear of, it's actually fear of the marketplace, but it's Not that it's not fear of outdoors, it's not fear of the marketplace, it's fear of basically having another panic attack. But when I'm outside, say in a comfortable, in a safe, quote unquote, safe area, um, for instance, if I'm in my backyard and say it's sunny out and I wanted to just lay down on my back and look up at the sky, I feel this incredible pull of energy and I can't always describe it, and it's maybe. What you're speaking of, you know, it, it's mm. it's beyond science, or it's beyond. No, I shouldn't say beyond science, but it's beyond simple terminology of describing that. But that makes a lot of sense in feeling it with cortis within the cortisol levels, and just picking up on the Earth vibration. Yeah, can it not that's an incredible, incredible thing. So that's awesome. I and I, I look forward to reading that article in more depth and seeing if there. Are more ways that I could utilize it in having anxiety disorder and panic disorder because my cortisol levels are so out of whack? That might be something that uh, will help me. So, thank you for that. I appreciate you bringing it to my attention. Yeah, also, um, these
0: doctors, they, with this co evolution idea, they then. Present that our modern lifestyle has increasingly separated humans from the primordial flow of Earth's electrons. For example, since the 1960s, we have increasingly worn insulating rubber or plastic soiled shoes instead of traditional leather fashioned from Mm hides. So we did speculate on this last episode. Do you remember that, Jen? Mm hmm. During these recent decades, chronic illness, immune disorders, and inflammatory diseases have increased dramatically. And this is what we were touching on, just we were speculating. And here it says, actually, in this article, uh, that these researchers have cited environmental factors as the cause. However, the possibility of modern disconnection with the Earth's surface as a cause has not been considered in full but much of the research reviewed in the article points in that direction
1: and that doesn't surprise me because they don't want to label anything that for instance to say you know cut and dry up oh, it's because of this or because of that because then we have to worry about oh, we're not going to buy rubber sold shoes anymore you know I, everything yeah. is driven by money and power and it's just it doesn't surprise me but in the same breath, things were a lot different just 50 years ago, 60 years ago. And yeah. what has changed? What What are we doing that is so different? And even something as, I don't want to dismiss it as minimal, but the soles of our shoes, you know, I mean, yeah. right
0: there is... There's it, a disconnect. And that's there where There is we, a disconnect. Yeah. That's why we take our shoes off as soon as it's warm outside. Yeah. <laughs> I kick them off. Yeah, I actually feel better walking around in my bare feet. So this kind of explains that. And that's what I was curious about after last episode. Like we were talking about bare feet and I'm like, well, I actually do feel better walking around in bare feet. I have some sort of not full on remission, but I do feel a little bit better. It could be the sun. It could be the weather like stabilizing. It could be all these things. But I do walk around bare feet. So it was just a a component.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Absolutely. And it definitely deserves more attention as well, because I, you know, I am fortunate that I can walk around barefoot pretty much
0: all year long. All year long. I can.
1: (laughs) And, you know, I am fortunate like that. But I do find the connection, even when I'm having, say, a panic attack. If I was outdoors um, and I had shoes on, a lot of times I wear flip-flops. So I will, like if I'm standing and having, I will flip them off and just stand in the grass. And, you know, maybe whoever I'm speaking to might look at me and be like, okay, make yourself comfortable, Jen. But to me, I feel more balanced. I feel more in control. I can actually feel what's underneath my feet It also, in a negative type way, it gives me the opportunity for fight or flight. So if I feel like I need to run, I can just take off and run. But um, there are definitely a lot of...
0: That is a literal grounding. Exactly. Exactly. Literal grounding. And that also goes back to what I mentioned just a little while ago about earth potential, then kind of regulating your body rhythms and a part of that is the cortisol, which is increased during anxiety attacks. So yeah. there
1: you oh, have I am, it. I am a walking cortisol. I think, as we said, I would like to just. I I don't believe that blood runs through my veins. I think I just have liquid cortisol in them. And when they, I truly believe that um, these studies they definitely pertain to a lot of the coping strategies that I don't even realize. You know, like, I didn't know that that was a coping strategy, but here I am, you know. Actually utilizing it. Exactly. You know, if I'm standing outside, say you and I were outside talking and having a conversation and I started to feel a little uncomfortable and I'm wearing flip-flops, I might just slide them off. Kick them off, off. yeah. Yeah. And yeah, to the natural, you know, the typical person. So
0: your body is just doing the natural thing then. Exactly. Which is then most likely
1: in our DNA code to do. And I think people need to be more accepting of that. It's not what I did may look weird, but it actually is more natural because it's my body's taking care of itself. It's showing me, okay, this is what you need right now. You need this input from the earth, whether it be the earth's vibration, whether it be from the soil, whether it be from the things that you mentioned just now, you know, I'm pulling something from somewhere and I don't even realize that I'm doing it. And I think that kind of surpasses all sorts of studies. It's, it's showing from a very primal level that I just need what I need and my body is kind of going after it. (laughs) So it's incredible. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. Kind of do somewhat similar when I have anxiety, heightened anxiety, and I know I'm about to have a proper anxiety attack I okay. actually go outside that makes sense yeah I go outside and, then and I sit down on the ground perfect you're preparing I'm, for I'm preparing this and then yeah and that's how I've been coping so you you just mentioning in that and me talking about it make me realize that there's something I, there for sure. Absolutely.
1: I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit either. You know, it's like, oh, well, because we're not scientists or we didn't study this for 20 years. It's
0: It's a natural it's, response we're having. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Our body our bodies know what it needs and maybe we need to be a little bit more in accepting of doing what our bodies are asking for. <laughs>
0: It's the same thing when I've been inside for a very long time or when it's been a long winter, just like now, or it's been a few days of gray or we've just been around the concrete or houses. Then I say I need to get out into the forest. Mm -hmm. And that is another thing that I looked into. Um, I don't know if you did um, the forest bathing.
1: I didn't... um want to touch on that one. I'd rather hear it directly from you, but I love that it's called for. It sounds so fancy. I know. Fancy. Actually, the
0: the word they use here is the ecotherapy where you go hiking in the wilderness and interact mm-hmm. with the wilderness in one way or another. But forest bathing is what it's called in Japan. And I am going to try to pronounce the Japanese word for it. Mm. Oh, yeah, I know. Shindin-yoku. I like it. Yeah, and that translates into forest bathing or taking in the forest atmosphere.
1: That sounds so relaxing. It's like a spa day.
0: And that is what you described earlier. It is experiencing the forest with your five senses. Yeah. So you could just sit there and then just pay attention to the forest, the sounds, the smells and how you touch it, how you interact with it. And you don't actually have to go for a walk or anything. You just kind of take it in and breathe into to the moment. And I, that is basically what I do when I go into a forest. It just kind of feels like you're finally taking a deep breath mm-hmm. after feeling tension or heightened anxiety from just being inside or not feeling well
1: or... I envy that it's, of you I, in, in the best way. It's not in a negative way. It's We were going to combine this episode into something with um, agoraphobia as far as like one of the things that Mita was mentioning earlier is that when she starts to feel that she's having anxiety or she's not feeling well or been indoors for lengthy periods of time, she knows that the forest is a respite for her. She can go out and get those five senses kind of on blast. (laughs) They get to be opened and she can smell things and see things and touch things and hear things and even taste things out in the forest that she's not going to get indoors. When we were first discussing this episode, we were going to have it as like a two-parter where we were taking in some of the opportunities that Mita uses to get out into the forest to help her with her anxieties, where I, on the other hand, don't get to enjoy the forest, if you will, because of the deep-rooted fears that go along with my agoraphobia. For instance, I wouldn't be able to go deep into a forest because I can't see the entrance of the forest or because I am too far away from where we parked or I have a lot of rules and regulations and I use that term very loosely. But um, part of agoraphobia is this illogical set of rules that I put on myself all the time of what's going to, quote unquote, keep me safe. And as much as we're talking about bringing the nature and the ecotherapy tools indoors, truly isn't the same as Mita going actually out in the forest. And I I envy that of her in the best possible way because I so badly want to experience that. I have had those moments in the past and it is such a freeing experience and your body feels like you can breathe and you feel that every, to me, I can't speak for everyone, but it seems like when I'm out in the wilderness and I'm not an anxious person, and it's been a very long time for me to have said that, but it felt like everything was more alive. And so that is something people with agoraphobia and panic disorder or any sort of um, limiting disorders like this we kind of lose out on. And it's it's unfortunate because it is such a freeing experience. And as much as we can try to bring it the outside in or into our safe areas, it's not quite the same. And that is something that I I anxiously look forward to being able to experience because there is something to be said about having those beautiful experiences in nature and I I think it does a lot more good for the body than than we know at this time. I did read that the studies done on the forest
0: bathing has actually found that the forest environment promotes lower pulse rate, just like gardening, Mm -hmm. and it lowers your blood pressure and concentrations of cortisol and greater parasympathetic and lower sympathetic nerve activity, Uh, gets lowered as well than if you're in a city environment.
1: See, and that's just it. It's like if I could just get past that silliness that I have created in my own brain of a limitation, then it would be ideal because... That's what I need. I need for the cortisol cortisol levels to come down. I need my parasympathetic nervous system to relax. <laughs> you know, it would do all of those things in that forest. Just want to say
0: it. Sit back and relax and take in the the forest for Fudge's sake.
1: Oh, absolutely. I've had yeah. people that are like, you know, I mean. I have a longstanding joke. I'm like, just knock me the fuck out and just have me wake up when I'm already deep in the fort. You know, at that point, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to panic for a bit and then I'm already in there. So eventually it's going to come down. But um, I guess therapists are against exposure therapies like that. They don't like flooding in, in ways that have to include punching you in the face to knock you <laughs> 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 Which I can't understand. I've also asked for partial amygdalectomies. No one's up for that no,
0: either. I am not up for that. <laughs> to me, I you say, just need a stress vaccine. That's what you need. I do. He's gonna come up and with some, And some and forest bathing. You need to bathe in the forest.
1: Can you imagine? I probably never come out. I'll probably end up like being one of those people that lives in the trees, like the tree houses, and I'll never leave. And that'll be fine. I don't care. <laughs> they had a.
0: They had a small study in 17 at mm-hmm. uh, Nippon Medical School. They it sounds like a, I'm sorry, yeah. Nippon
1: Medical School Nip sounds like nipple. <laughs> no, I thought it was like a a plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: they um, noted that it was an increase of NK activity, which is uh, the killer. Uh, what's it called? The, the mm, N. I always rem, forget what it N stands for, but it's the it increases the NK activity and intracellular anti-cancer proteins in your lymphocytes, which is Amazing. white blood cells, by the way. I did not read any more of that in depth, but that's what they found in this small study. So
1: the. Like I said before, when you were um, searching that word, and I had just looked it up briefly, it's there's a ton of cancer sites on there on how it can help people with cancer as well. So it is definitely, um, if any of our listeners are dealing with that, it might be something to delve further into because again, if it can, <laughs> anything that can help at this point, whatever we're dealing with.
0: I mean, it's possible. not... It's not a full-on, like, cure or anything, but maybe yeah. it will help strengthen the lymphocytes to fight. Absolutely. So that could only be something positive, in my opinion. There there have been some criticism, obviously, of echotherapy. And I'm sure there are plenty of doctors out there skeptical about using nature as an anti-stressor. In life.
1: Well, yeah, because they don't make um, money off of it like Xana. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, cynical. <laughs> but I'm right today. with you there, sister. <laughs> you know what? COVID just it erases all sorts of like <laughs> politeness out of your body. You're just like, Fuck you doctors. I don't I don't I don't trust any of you. Instead of giving me like a an antiviral, just give me a give me a shot of Forrest. I almost said Forrest Gump. No, not Forrest Gump. I don't want Forrest Gump. I want Forrest bathing. I need a shot of Forrest bathing because that's what's going to most likely get me better with less side effects. <laughs> it's true.
0: So some of these criticisms that they have, even
1: though you have the
0: research and studies showing that, you know, it's
1: it could be good for
0: you. They are considered flawed. Why? Because there's
1: not enough research I, done?
0: Yeah, something like that. And more research is needed. Yes, more research is needed. Into exactly how and to what degree ecotherapy helps specific, in this case, mental disorders. Green therapy isn't appropriate for everyone. That one I can actually get along with. Because not everyone can get out in nature. Like physically. I know some days I... Physically, I can't even leave the house. So... I totally get that, that it can be hard to get out in nature as well as having phobias.
1: Right. But that's not to say that it's not helpful. It just may be because of the circumstances, you know. Yeah. But to say that it's not, I don't know. I think everyone's in such a rush to kind of negate things that can't be, which makes me laugh. They negate the things that can't be proven, but you can't necessarily prove them with the pharmaceuticals, because then you have to give them something else to counteract the negative side effect that's going to come. And believe me, I am not an, this is not me saying, if you're on medicine, I take medicine. So I'm not a proponent of, you know, trying to sit here and, and judge and say, you know, medicine is bad. It's not all bad. And sometimes you need it. And But why not implement something that has zero side effects, that has no zero to low cost. If it's going to possibly make your life a little bit gentler, a little bit calmer, a little bit nicer, I don't see how that could even be a negative. As far as you know, because we ha- we don't have enough research. Well, right. We don't have enough re- research either on a lot of things that have been <laughs> given to us, and right. yet. Yeah, they have no problem in doling those out at a $20 co-payment per pop right. So I think go right. with the go with the cheaper version and try try nature first. <laughs> Why not? It's I would try the things that have the least amount of side effects first and if they don't work or it may work in tandem with something I know for myself there's a lot of things that, you know, taking I can easily pop a Xanax. Yeah, it's easy to do. My doctor gives me a prescription for it because I have anxiety disorder and I have a prescription for it for breakthrough anxiety. Um I'll be honest with you. Um during this COVID issue, I went to reach for one. It was the first time in a year and a half that I've taken a breakthrough anxiety Xanax. It was expired. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that's awesome." You know, like that's very I was proud of myself for that because I've been reaching for creative copes rather than always just, you know, running for the bottle. And that's awesome. It was. It, it was a nice feeling. And there's no shame in the game of if you had to take as, you know what, guess what? I had to take two more Xanax after I had taken that other Xanax. It's, it was a tough week. I was not feeling good. I had um severe tachycardia that nothing was bringing it down. So yeah, I was, yeah, I was desperate. I was trying anything. But um, I personally am someone who encourages people just because I feel that in my situation, it was easier to give a 19-year-old girl medicine that is not meant for lengthy periods of time. They typically say about six months. And that was when I was 19 and I'm 44 now. It's been a long time. I'd rather go with the the natural things first. No one's saying (laughs) I was given a medicine for a heart rhythm disorder that I have and it took me six months. I had the prescription for six months. I was deathly afraid to take it. I was like, nope, I don't want to take it yet. I don't want to take it yet. I wish they had started me on that when I was 19 because I have a feeling that that was actually the problem all along is that my heart was beating very erratically and my brain was not sure why and I was starting to think that you know. I was going crazy when in actuality I just had a rhythm disorder that was easily fixed by a very low dose um blood pressure beta blocker. But that's a story for a different time. But try the try the natural ways first. It's if you can, and you can use utilize them in tandem with medications and see if maybe that just keeps you from having to take such a high dose because. I do worry for people because they're so quick to trust a doctor who is willing to give them a pill. Yeah. When, but yet you just said something about a forest and because, you know, forest bathing hasn't been proven yet. They don't they're leery about, you
0: know, the research that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like how, it's only been ongoing since
1: the 1980s. Right. But you know what? That's as a therapy. People have been going yeah. in the, the forest for longer than Xanax has been around. So I mean, come on. You know, it it's laughable at best sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I got off topic. That's not uncommon for me to do. <laughs> you would think that with this friggin' voice of mine that I can barely speak, that I would maybe um not do that. No, I still go off topic like it's my job. <laughs> what we do. Also in positivepsychology.com, which is something Mita had hit on, there was a quote that I had wanted to bring to our attention. It said, ecotherapy does not currently have an established or certified training route you can complete a training course in ecotherapy where you will learn how to integrate eco psychological principles and methods into your therapeutic practice. So that sounded interesting to me because it's okay. So there's not like a certified training route, but Social workers, teachers, counselors, psychologists, ministers, conservationists, environmentalists, artists, outdoor activity leaders, wellness practitioners, and coaches. (laughs) All of those people can benefit from ecotherapy, even though it's not a certified training route. And the website also lists certification programs for those interested in possibly continuing their education. So, in order to get certified, a lot like how we were saying that the, you know, it hasn't been enough studying done yet Mm. or the things that haven't been certified, the website does list the certification programs. So if you are, for instance, a social worker, a teacher, a counselor, any of the above mentioned things, and you want to incorporate ecotherapy into your level of study, it will only help to utilize those and There was a quote from Albert Einstein that says, look deep into nature and then you will understand everything better. I thought that was a very poignant quote from Mr. Einstein as well.
0: That's a very nice ending.
1: Beautiful, beautiful.
0: (laughs) This is a good point for us to sum up, shoot the shit and wrap up. Absolutely. So what did you learn? Because it was mainly
1: me speaking this time around. I love it. Thank you for doing that for me because as you hear, I sound like amazing. Um, Let's say we, let's say, because that's, let's say, let's see. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't know. You should probably do the wrap up too. I don't even know what we were talking. I do know. (laughs) Nature therapy is what we discussed today and the different types. There's farming related, animal assisted, adventure, wilderness, forest, five senses, Uh, Nature therapy is also known as ecotherapy. It's based on the concept of using nature to help us heal. There's various names including green care, green exercise, green therapy, which have powerful benefits spending time in green places. Also on the flip side, there's blue therapy, which is being near oceans and rivers and lakes and has a restorative effect and puts us in a good mood and the color blue represents calm and tranquility. The benefits of being in nature is low cost, highly effective way to improve psychological wellness, increase happiness, decreasing anxiety, stress, and depression. There's an uptick in cognitive benefits, bringing nature indoors for people that maybe not maybe not able to actually experience true nature. You can bring the nature indoors. Mita touched on a very interesting subject, and we will have the link to that as far as the Japanese art of forest bathing, which I certainly want to get into. And she was also talking about, can you just refresh me on the Barefoot. Yes. What is that called? Um, Grounding. Uh, earthing. Earthing. Thank you. Yes.
0: Which is another name for direct skin contact to the surface of the
1: earth. And that is what I am definitely going to be um, focusing in on from her studies because I found that to be very interesting and very relevant to someone like me with anxiety and panic disorder and someone who needs that input from the earth. So I will definitely be checking that out and we will list that on our website and our blog, which is Wisdom Walks and... What else did we learn? What else am I leaving out here? Well, that was really
0: all we were talking about. Earth and our co-evolution with Earth is actually quite a major thing. And our detachment from nature and Earth itself is kind of
1: causing problems
0: potentially, which we should be aware of.
1: Absolutely. And if we can help stave some of those off by bringing a little bit of the outdoors in, why aren't we? Put our feet to the ground. Exactly.
0: Hands in the dirt,
1: feet in the dirt. Taking those (laughs)
0: electrons. Let's get those electrons from the earth into our bodies and hopefully, you know, feel maybe a little more grounded in ourselves and in our illnesses and disorders.
1: And if any of you do anything in nature or in the earth, as far as, you know, have photos of yourself doing any of the activities that make you feel better, please feel free to share them on our Instagram page or you can email us directly at creativecopes at com. And uh, we'd love to have your input as well because these therapies and things that we're learning about have all been very interesting. And we hope that you are able to take advantage of some of them as well.
0: And I really, really encourage you all to go read the links in the blog because there's some really interesting stuff that I found that I couldn't fit into one (laughs) hour
1: of chit chat. It's hard to do, I'll be honest with you. It really is.
0: It really is. I know when you were doing... Think, yeah, I, <laughs> you, you don't think that this page of notes is in front of me is actually going to incorporate like, what are we working on now? Like an hour. Of and to be points. honest, but we actually had
1: this discussion before the episode. We're like, I don't know. I didn't find that much more than I found last week. You know, because last week we yeah. had quite a bit of notes. So we were like, yeah, it's kind of like a, a, a part two, if you will. And then here we are you know, an hour into chatting about it and we could still go on. And I know at one point you were saying something about finding a quote and like, there's times where we find these articles. I want to direct, I want to just read the whole article to everyone because it's (laughs) so so interesting. interesting. (laughs) It's hard not to do. I know you owe me a Coke because we don't drink beer. And actually, you know what? Maybe I'll send you a water
0: bottle instead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your water bottle sounds like a (laughs) bong. If you ever hear her take, can you just take a sip of it? Okay, I'll take Sips a sip. It's from the bong and this is how we'll end our, that's such a bong, that's bong water 101. I swear <laughs> to God, she's smoking copious oh, amounts of you're funny. weed you're and I better funny. stay in this episode because you know what? Herb is from the earth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. You so. are hilarious. I'm delusional. I can't even think straight. I don't. I think my oxygen level went down. <laughs> well, I on think that note,
0: until next week, let's catch yes. our breath and yes. uh, get some grounding in.
1: Absolutely, I'm going to go plant my ass outside until it gets dark. And I thank you all for listening. And yes, thank you. We shall see you next time. Woohoo!
0: Love, Love and, light. and light. Beautiful
1: humans. This is a COVID-free kiss for all of you.
0: <laughs> Stay healthy,
1: everyone. Okay, bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Creative Copes Podcast. This is a two-person production. Manuscript and editing done by Jen and Mita. Music by Mida.
1: We hope you have enjoyed listening to Creative Copes Podcast. You can check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Overcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Pocket Casts, or Radio Public. Please click on follow and accept all notifications for new releases each week. We are on social media sites such as Instagram, creative.copes, Facebook, Creative Copes Podcast. Click follow to see what we are up to. We have a website that contains episodes, descriptions, our blog, Wisdom Walks, and links to things mentioned in our podcast. Our address is creativecopes.wixsite.com forward slash podcast. Click subscribe for all updates here as well. Again, it is creativecopes.wixsite.com forward slash podcast. Sharing is caring, so please feel free to share us on any social media sites, our website, or through your favorite listening platform. Feedback is welcomed and appreciated. Reviews keep us on task and let us know how we're doing. Thank you again for joining us as we navigate our Creative Copes journey, one week at a time. Love and light.